Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 29th of June, just few days before the first half of 2022. Definitely not a good year for Bitcoin, not a great year for blockchain, definitely not a great year for cryptocurrencies and DeFi. Great first half for Binance though. Binance has been making a lot of partnerships left and right. Today we are going to be talking about stable coins. Stable coin accounts for almost 90% of cryptocurrency trading volume 24 trading hour volume i mean yesterday we briefly touched upon how gary gensler is very keen on having regulations for stable coins and mostly because they're acting as a bank today we have some news that could be breaking news in the next coming days potentially could be the biggest black swan event for cryptocurrencies i'm definitely hoping that is not the case we would look at what potentially may be happening in tether and are there some hedge funds who are trying to short USDT and are being notorious and creating panic in the cryptocurrency world? My question to you guys is, do you think Tether USDT could be the black swan event for cryptocurrencies? In today's episode, we will also discuss American Express in South Europe feels that making payments with cryptocurrencies is not cost effective at the current moment. Is it good or is it bad? So we're going to be exploring that in today's episode. In today's episode, we're also going to discuss some not so good news regarding meme coins. So if you have Doge coins and Shiba Inu coins on Crypto.com, it is definitely not good news. So Crypto.com tweeted that effective 27th of June, few tokens will no longer be available on the Crypto Earn platform and Dogecoin and Shiba Inu coin are unfortunately part of the news. Regarding UAE, we have two news, and I would say two news are fairly good and positive. First one being IFSA, that is International Free Zone Authority from Dubai. What they plan to do is they plan to plant 10,000 mangrove trees by November. So essentially, you would be able to track trees using blockchain. Initially, when I read the headline, I was like, this does not make any sense and not an ideal use case. But once I try to research it, I do think that it is an excellent use case for blockchain technology. And I do see some future potentials that is, could that be converted into an NFT? And can that be utilized in the metaverse? So potential is definitely there. So we'll be exploring that in today's session. The second news is about Shaker Hend Al-Kasimi joins Web3 Art Tech startup ArtFi. That is definitely a great use case and more importantly, when the royal family gets involved in NFT projects, it does give a lot of mainstream media attention, especially in the Middle East and that does boost the usage of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. So welcome everyone, it's Aitim, you're in Dubai, you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse as well. How the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This will be followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from 8.30am to 9 a.m. Gulf Standard Time regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, 
beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. Every Fridays at 8 a.m. Gulf Standard Time, we have an episode called Metaverse Everything, where we solely focus on Metaverse, so please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. I also publish a weekly report on my website that is blockchaindxp.com under the crypto blog section. Or you can also check out my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. You can also go to Medium page and type in blockchain DXB. So let's kickstart today's episode. The global crypto market is gone way below the $1 trillion mark. Yesterday, I was hoping that the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies would actually pass the $1 trillion mark, but that's not the case. It has in fact gone down. The global crypto market is down to $907 billion, a 2.99% decrease over the last day. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $56.95 billion. So this is what has happened. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours has increased by roughly around 10 to $12 billion, but the global crypto market cap has still gone down. What does that mean? Very simple. A lot of people are actually selling their cryptocurrencies. The volume since the last 24 hours is marginally increased by 3.60%. The total volume in DeFi is currently at $6 billion and DeFi accounts for 10.53% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Once again, guys, the volume of stablecoins is ridiculously low. As of 29th of June, the stablecoin volume is down to $50.95 billion. A stablecoin accounts for 89.46% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. So definitely not looking good so far as the volume is concerned. The king of all kings, Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin is currently at $20,289. The dominance of Bitcoin is marginally increased and is currently at 42.58%. Ethereum dominance is currently at 15.30%. The price of Bitcoin since the last 24 hours is down by 2.17% and over a period of 7 days is down by 2.05%. So it is at $20,289. Ethereum is currently at $1,145. Today, that is the 29th of June. There is a massive upgrade taking place on Ethereum. I'm not sure what happens to the price of Ethereum. It could either go up or it would go down. It'd be really interesting to see the price of Ethereum after the update kicks in. Now, since the last 24 hours, it is down by 4.06%. Since the last 7 days, it is marginally up by 1.76%. Binance coin is at $226. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.99%. And since the last 7 days, it is up by 3.1%. 1.8%. So let's kickstart today's news. But I'd like to pose this question once again. What do you guys think? Do you guys think will Tether USDT be a black swan event for cryptocurrencies? So what the massive news is, Barlow, who's the CTO of Tether and cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex, posted a series of very important tweets. If you read through the tweets, it is a bit scary and it does provide a lot of information. I'm really not sure why he tweeted that. He tweeted and again, he did a lot of name calling for hedge funds. Now, these hedge funds have noticed something in Tether USDT and they have decided 
to short Terra USDT. So what would happen in layman terms? What happened to Terra Luna could possibly happen to Terra USDT. In the tweet, he talks about how hedge fund billionaires are shorting Terra. And some of the reasons which he did actually mention, and I'm hoping he should not have mentioned that, he actually said that according to the tweet, the hedge funds believe that Tether is not 100% back. They believe that Tether has exposure to Evergrande. Now, in case if you know that last year, Evergrande went completely berserk and they lost $380 billion. And there was a lot of rumors and speculations that Tether had a lot of funds and exposure to Evergrande. Now, if you tweet something like this, people are going to unnecessarily research if Tether was involved in Evergrande. My personal feeling, and this is just on the top of my head without doing any research, because they have tweeted, I personally think Tether may have had exposure to Evergrande. He also tweeted that Tether has 85% exposure to Chinese CP, and uh, Tether has in the past created tokens out from thin air. Guys, this is something which I 100% believe. Yesterday, someone asked me a question. If Tether USDT could be a black sword event, and I definitely think that what Tether has been doing is extremely notorious. They have in the past created tokens out of thin air. Finally, he also tweeted that lenders were borrowing from Tether without over-collateralization. This is something which can be proved only if there is an open audit. One last thing that he said was that hedge funds believe in all the narratives that some competitors were spreading via coordinated troll networks. In this tweet, he also talked about Tether did actually reduce its commercial exposure from $45 billion to $8 billion. This all seems fine, but the fact is, it's very simple. When you have a stable coin such as Tether USDT, and let's say, for instance, if your circulating supply in case of Tether is $60 billion, you need to be backed by $60 billion 100%, and mostly it has to be cash or physical money. In case of Tether, that's not the case. They only showed 4% backed by cash, and the remaining were commercial paper. So the commercial paper essentially is no use. So if you read through his tweet, it is actually extremely scary. And personally, it's really hard to trust Bitfinex. The craziest thing is Tether claims to have trustworthy auditors. Extremely scary because they have the audit done by a complete independent audit. I believe in 2008, the audit report was literally a one-page document. In that one-page document, it just had a pie diagram which showed all the results. Definitely not professional at all. So definitely a must-read through the series of tweets that he has posted. And News BTC article has also stated that hedge funds have been opening short positions on Tether USDT and have been actively creating panic in the cryptocurrency industry to affect the stable coins. What's going to happen with stable coins? Now, currently the volume is ridiculously low, yet they account for 90% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Yet the USDT circulating supply is $66 billion, but the trading volume, 24-hour trading volume, is roughly around $40 billion, so extremely low. If you look at the total crypto market volume, is hovering around $50 billion. Out of that $50 billion, Tether still accounts for $40 billion. Interestingly, Decrypt shared an article that shows Tether market cap has dropped by 19% since the start of May. And at the same time, Circle's USDC has climbed by 5%. And this is something 
which I believe I covered in day before yesterday's podcast. Someone asked me a question about stable coins and they asked if there was some kind of a rumor or conspiracy. I personally think it's a conspiracy. So in case we want to find out more, listen to my episode which I released on the 27th of this month and I talked about why Circle USDC circulating supply has increased. As a matter of fact, it has gone to more than double just since 2019. The 24-hour trading volume for stable coins is extremely low. What I have noticed is a lot of companies recently have been switching from USDT to USDC, especially companies in UAE as well, which is a bit strange. So I believe just last month itself, I might have looked at three to four companies who used to accept USDT, but they were switching from USDT to USDC. So in case if you guys want to find out more information about the whole controversy between USDT and why the volume of USDC has gone up, I did release an episode on the 27th of June and the title of it was called Stablecoin Accounts for 87% of the Total Crypto Market Volume. You can listen to the podcast either on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Pocket Cast, even on Anchor. As the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is going down, it is currently at extreme 10. Gonzalo Perez del Arco, the Director of Government Affairs in South Europe, card payments for American Express. He's put out a statement that he believes making payments with cryptocurrency is not cost effective at the moment. And he put out the statement in an exclusive chat with Cointelegraph editor Aaron Wood. And this was during the European Blockchain Convention Summit which took place earlier this month. So definitely not looking good, especially when you look at the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is going down. And the whole notion is because of the price volatility. With all these scenarios, unfortunately, it does make a perfect situation for central banks across the world to denounce cryptocurrencies, highlight the risks associated with volatility and rug pulls such as Terra Luna. And I'm hoping it's not Tether USDT in the next coming months. It just makes a perfect use case, sets a perfect scenario and advertisements for central banks to start promoting central bank digital currencies. We at Blockchain DXB have an event via Eventbrite that talks about central bank digital currencies and we talk about the basics of it, the the threats to freedom and how it can be used in the metaverse. So please go to eventbrite.com, look out for central bank digital currencies. It is a completely free event and you're more than happy to go and uh, ask me any questions on that. The next news is something which is not a good news, especially for meme coin holders. Crypto.com earlier issued an update via Twitter stating that customers effective 27th of June will not be able to earn crypto on Shiba Inu, Dogecoin and quite a lot of other cryptocurrencies. It does mention Flow as well. And at the same time, they have other cryptocurrencies that are now available to earn crypto via the Crypto Earn program and they also have a revised rate. So go to crypto.com and check the Twitter account. In that Twitter account, it is linked to an official blog. So you can either go to the crypto.com's Twitter account or go to the crypto.com's official blog website. It will give you the perfect and updated news. Moving on to news regarding UAE. The first news is about IFSA, that is International Fees Zone Authority from Dubai. What they plan to do is they plan to plant 
10,000 mangrove trees by November. And they're going to be tracking these trees on blockchain. Now, when I initially read these headlines, I was like, this does not make any sense. And it is not an ideal use case for blockchain technology. But as I researched it, I really like this project. And I hope that it does actually become successful. So the website for IFSA is IFZA, that is I for India, F for Frank, Z for Zebra, or Z for Zebra, A for Alpha.com. And it is an international free zone authority, and they have an office in Dubai Silicon Oasis. So what IFSA does is they offer professional license, commercial license, industrial license, and branch setup as well. And they have a simple four-step approach. That is, the first thing is you have consultation and proposal, then you send in your documentation, then they do the processing, and finally, the license approval and assurance. Apart from that, they also have different services such as license services, immigration services, and they have a section called Other on the website that tackles real estate, training and education service, and IFSA Life. I'm not sure what IFSA Life is. I think it might be some kind of insurance. So the news is that IFSA has announced the launch of its Grow Initiative. And listen to this, guys. It is a pledge to plant more than 10,000 mangrove trees by November 2022 in the Ivza Mangrove Forest at Jubail Mangrove Park. Now, Jubail Mangrove Park is one of the most beautiful locations in Abu Dhabi. The initiative celebrates the growing number of Ivza's new business licenses and is developed under the Free Zones CSR arm. Ivza Cares, in partnership with the Story Group, that is TSG, and Jabail Island Memorandum of Understanding or MOU was signed during a ceremony held at Dubai Island's Mangrove Park in Abu Dhabi and it is really beautiful and uh, it does good for the environment as well and with the partnership of Martin G. Peterson, Chairman of IFSA alongside Abdullah Saeed Al-Shamsi, Corporate Director of Jabail Island Investment Company, they have signed the Memorandum of Understanding. Through the Growth Initiative, Every IFSA employee has already received one sapling to launch the IFSA forest. So the owner of each mangrove tree will be able to locate and track their tree growth conveniently through a digital blockchain-based platform. Excellent use case. So users can virtually visit their trees through satellite imagery and learn about every tree planted, including a unique picture of the tree, date of planting, geolocation, species, CO2 sequestration, real-life pictures, and the farmer caring for the tree. Now, this all going into blockchain is an excellent use case. When I initially read it, I was like, this doesn't make sense. But imagine you're planting a tree and it gets recorded on a blockchain such as Ethereum. Over a period of time, you can track it. Now, here's the big thing. Can you code and monetize it? Now, you can do that. If it is converted into an NFT. Now, essentially, every tree planted by the employee or by anyone is an NFT. So, this NFT can be sold maybe to someone else, someone who wants to have uh, the green movement or is motivated by planting more trees. They would definitely be willing to buy. So, you can, what you can do is once it is, it is sold, that funds can be put into maybe planting more trees or for some other productive purposes. This can go into NFT and can it be linked to a metaverse platform? Definitely, yes. So imagine having the growth life cycle of a tree and someone in the metaverse will be able to actually go ahead and visualize it. 
I think it is a brilliant and excellent use case. More importantly, people get aware about blockchain technologies. Personally, I think it is a fantastic, brilliant use case. But at this point of time, I'm unclear as to which blockchain technology are they using. I'm hoping they're using Ethereum. Moving on to next news, and this is another great news that is Sheikha Hend Al Qasimi joins Web3 Artex startup Artify. So I'm going to give out some information about Sheikha Hend Al Qasimi. I've got this information completely from Wikipedia. Sheikha Hend built Faisal Al Qasimi is an Emirati royal. Sheikha Hend Al Qasimi studied architecture at the American University of Sharjah, entrepreneurship at the American University of Cairo and studied management, marketing, communication and media at Celsa Paris Sorbonne University. She is a published journalist within newspapers and international magazines and an author of the book The Black Book of Arabia and the editor-in-chief of luxury fashion publication Velvet Magazine. She sits on the advisory board of CFD Dubai and International Dubai Fashion Week is under her patronage. Other duties include being a member of the Sharjah Chambers of Commerce and she's also an active charity supporter. So she's definitely a brilliant role model. The website for Artfy is artfy.world and what Artfy is, it is essentially a new era of investing in fine arts enabled by blockchain and NFTs. Artfy is the fastest growing community of artists, art connoisseurs and art investors Artfy is the fastest growing community of artists, art connoisseurs and art investors on a mission to democratize art ownership through blockchain and NFTs and they are powered by Polygon. What is Artfy? Artfy is collecting and investing in the world's greatest art pieces. Artfy Foundation will also develop a museum in the metaverse where the collection will always be accessible. So more information is definitely going to be on the news. So the big news is that Sheikha Hend Al Qasimi joins Web3 Art Tech startup Artfy. So Artfy has built a strong team of advisors, investors, and supporters. And supporters. In the recent tweet, Sheikha Hend Al Qasimi, a member of the royal family of Sharjah, has announced her association with Artfy. She has joined Artfy as a partner and advisor to help projects in growth and scale. Now Sharjah is the capital of art in UAE. And Sheikh Hend has great exposure to art and culture. She's an artist and an art patron herself and has been supporting and promoting artists from the MENA region. So it's a great move to have a member, especially from the ruling family of Sharjah, gets publicity and educates people on blockchain technology. Sharjah is definitely exploring areas to promote art. They have Sharjah Art Foundation, they have Sharjah Lights Festival. I believe they are returning for its 11th year and the Sharjah Arts Festival invites internationally renowned artists to celebrate science, creativity and heritage in the display of its lights, colors and music at beloved landmarks. I did attend the Sharjah Lights Festival and this was I believe in 2019 before the COVID and trust me guys it looks absolutely beautiful. They also have Sharjah's photography exhibition called as Exposure without an E. It is Exposure International Photography Festival and the website is www.exposure.ae and they also have Sharjah International Book Fair which is absolutely massive. The website for that is sibf.com. So this move does provide a plethora of opportunities 
where art can be combined with NFTs and it could be a blue ocean for startups in NFTs, especially for NFT marketplace and for startups to have their organization set up in Sharjah. So that's all for today guys from the Crypto and Coffee Day from Blockchain DXP. If you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. If you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kickstart today's episode on Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Paul who asks, what do you think of Tether USDT as a block swan event? So let me rephrase Paul's question. Paul's question is, do you think Tether USDT could be a black swan event for cryptocurrency? Now, honestly, Paul, uh, I would give my answer in two ways. 40%, I would say the chances are yes, it could be a black swan event for crypto. And 60%, I would say no, it will not be a black swan event for cryptocurrency. Let me give you the answer for why I feel that it will not be a black swan event for cryptocurrencies. Firstly, it is very big to fail. If Tether USDT goes berserk or goes belly up, the entire cryptocurrency market goes to zero. I will also send messages to my friend if that happens. You may as well sell off all your Bitcoins as well. It could literally be the end of cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. Tether USDT has some of the top influential people in the cryptocurrency space, such as Tether USDT would fail. They have some top level guys working in Tether. Another thing is they are not based in US. Terra Luna was also not based in US, but Terra Luna, on the other hand, was technically much better. Functioning-wise, Terra Luna, despite it gone completely berserk, they were functioning much better and they were and are still a good project. That being said, Tether USDT is just too big to fail. The reasons why I think 40% is Tether USDT is simply not a good project and they are knocked back 100%. As I mentioned earlier, so when you talk about stable coins, let's say if you have $100 billion as a stable coin, you need to back it up by 100% of funds at the USDT has not done that. More importantly, any company or projects needs to back this not just during the audit, it needs to be backed 24 by 7. Going back to 2019, there were very strong speculations, Paul, that the price of Bitcoin was going high only because Tether 
was printing money out of thin air and that is exactly what was tweeted uh, today by the CTO of Tether. I'm really not sure why he did that. So what happened in 2019, there were really strong speculations that Tether USDT was creating Tether USDT out of thin air. They were using that Tether USDT to buy more Bitcoin because of which the price of Bitcoin was going up. And if you look at the numbers, that does actually add up. Does this also mean that the members of Tether USDT have a lot of Bitcoin? And the answer to that would be yes. So to answer your question, Paul, do I think Tether USDT could be a black zone event? Looking at the history, and this is something which I've been looking in day in and day out, I would say 40% chances it is yes, but 60% that it is no. Another drawback is central banks and IMF and the Bank of International Settlement if they get their hand into Tether USDT, it would completely collapse the cryptocurrency market. And that is exactly what the IMF, that is International Monetary Fund, would want. That is exactly what the Bank of International Settlements would want. That is what some of the top banking giants would want. Because if that happens, central banks all over the world can easily transition to central bank digital currencies. Central bank digital currencies would be absolutely the worst thing it does pose a lot of problems. Then Bitcoin was purely created so that there is no middle person and the transactions are completely peer-to-peer. I have a next question by Sher Yu asks, can you give us the date of the events? Absolutely, yes, I'll share. In fact, what you can do, Sher Yu, you can go to eventbrite.com and just type in blockchain DXB and you'll get all the events that I have. I'll just try to remember the top of my head the events that I have. I have a series on Bitcoin, a beginner level series of Bitcoin starting from the 7th of July and it is essentially a three-part series. So the Bitcoin series is on 7th, 14th and 21st. That takes place at 11 in the morning, GovStand time. And on the 7th, I also have a beginner level series on Ethereum, but that takes place at 2 p.m. at GovStand time. And on the 8th, the very next day, I have an event on central bank digital currencies and on central bank digital currencies I talk about the basics of central bank digital currencies the threats to freedom and how central bank digital currencies can actually be used in the metaverse that is an event that I have and exactly a week after that I have an event on pestle or analysis on Bitcoin that is political economical social technological environmental legal and religious analysis on Bitcoin, and that is on the 15th of July. I believe it is at 11 a.m. in the morning. Finally, on the 22nd of July, the end of the month, I have a series on Metaverse, where I talk about the basics of Metaverse, the hype around Metaverse, the reality of Metaverse, and the new world order. And the session is broken down into two parts, that is part A and part B. And in part B, I talk about if blockchain technology is actually needed in Metaverse. So Sherry, do one thing. You can go to eventbrite.com, type in blockchain DXB. You'll get all the information. All the events are completely free of cost. Or you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com and I'll go ahead and share. I'm more than happy to share with you all the details. So that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series on blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and please, please check out my other website, area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. 
And if you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to the price of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs and metaverse. So how the series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East, in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day. Bye-bye.